Hi again, everybody. It's me, JR Man. How are you? Welcome to another edition of your Life's Work podcast. Big show today, Grace. Grace. Uh, I'm not going to enter into grace the way we all normally would talk about grace or have learned about grace, but for the grace of God, go I, or the grace of God, or saved by the grace. Uh, I'm not going to go in it. I'm not going into it that way. Grace, I really do think, you know, I really do think that we all need to really have some uh, real recognition of the grace that we do need, given whatever mechanisms that we use to keep ourselves safe, valued, um, protected enough. And I think that's where I want to enter grace. I want to enter grace there. I want to enter grace with your challenges. I want to enter grace with the things that you're already aware of that are kicking your ass. I want to enter, I want to enter into grace with the things of your sorrow. Enter into the grace of things that you mourn, right? The things that keep you in contempt, keep you fearful, I want to enter grace into, 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 I want to enter that way into grace. My contention is with people is that we play God at the end of the day. That's what we do. We want to be God. We want to know what God knows. We want to does what he does. Um, it's in us. It's in us. This drive to manipulate, control, keep safe. This drive to have the universe at the end of our fingertips. Uh, egoically, this is the way we enter into the world, and fearfully, uh, we feed it the gas. And, you know, it doesn't matter if you get a big personality or a small personality. Um, we really do uh, do our best uh, at times to try to control everything. And, and as you know, control is an illusion. That's all there is to it. That's not just some hokey-pokey Eastern wisdom philosophy Control is an absolute illusion. You're not controlling anything at the end of the day. The seasons will come and they will go. You will not stop it. Uh, your friends, your family, you will not change them. Uh, there are universal truths and laws that we won't bend or break. Uh, you need air to survive. Try to control it. I don't know. I mean, there's somebody out there right now. There's also I mean. I'm Elon Musk. I'm going to go live on the Mars. So, when people talk about grace, generally, right, we hear all those terms, but for the grace of God, yada, yada, yada. Divine grace is a theological term present in almost every wisdom tradition and, 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 and religion. So, we, we hear of this concept. I'm ripping this right off the interwebs. It has been defined as the divine influence which operates in humans to regenerate and sanctify, to inspire virtuous impulses, and to impart strength to endure trial and resist temptation. Right? And as an individual virtue or excellence of divine origin. <laughs> oh, that's great. Fantastic. Fan. Fantastic. At the end of the day, grace allows you to stop being God. Grace gives you the ability to let go. Grace gives you the practicality to rest, to settle, to find peace, 
to not be living in a mechanism of defense. It's not I have to convince or prove. Grace gives you the abundance of peace. But you gotta find grace through what challenges you. You get that's just the way it goes. It's not just as easy as going, you're a sinner and you need grace. Because that's all bullshit at the end of the day. You you need to, you know, if we use these words from the internet, regenerate and sanctify yourself through the challenges of, of human beingness. And there are many challenges, specifically the ego and the fear, which is the the two that I most operate. And those of you who work with me know, it's like we revolve around those questions egoically and fearfully. How does one feed the other? How is your ego, you know, entering into relationships? How is your ego entering into your value and worth? How is your fear controlling your value and worth? How is your fear controlling your relationships? We enter into grace that way because at the end of the day, the divine does want to cut you some slack. The divine does want to regenerate and sanctify. The divine does want you to have grace and mercy, not only from divine source, but from the sources inside of you that look at you in the mirror and negate grace and just spit on yourself at every chance you can, telling yourself that you're not a value or you're not enough. Come on now, you know... You, I, I hear you going, mm-hmm, yes, mm-hmm, yes, Jacob. I hear you. Being all-powerful is a lot of work, for the record. The worry, the answering of prayers, the wiping of tears, the inevitable shelter for those needing love. I mean, imagine if you were God. <laughs> if I was God, who wouldn't I take care of? That list is longer than the ones I would. It's so much work to want to control and be controlled. It's just, it's absolute a lot of work. So being God isn't a thing. It always leads to exhaustion. And you know what I'm talking about. For those of you out there that struggle with any addictions or codependency, hmm, for those of you out there that struggle with any addictions or codependency, you, you, you know what I'm talking about. It is absolutely exhausting keeping track of everybody's shit or keeping an addiction alive. Being God at the end of the day. Being God at the end of the day. Trying to control you. Your emotions. Through addiction maybe. Not wanting to feel. Not wanting to deal. Codependently wanting to appease. Wanting to ease. Wanting to take burden off. This is exhausting work. Before we quote unquote awake. mm -hmm, Into deeper consciousness. We inevitably play God. Right, you hear everybody talking about being woke. Woke culture, my brothers and sisters. Before we awake into deeper consciousness, we inevitably play God. Not a loving, compassionate, full of grace God, but a God who needs control God, power and exclusion God. So before we have a stroke or a breath of consciousness that says, I can let go, I can receive grace, I can have some mercy. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to challenge myself into ordinary. I'm going to challenge myself into love. I'm going to challenge myself into a, into a less of a stranglehold living. I don't need to be perfect. I don't need to be defended. I don't need to be proving. We, we are the opposite of compassion. We are in full control and very exclusive with the things we do. 
From our very start, we desire a selfishness that protects us and keeps us safe and secure. It becomes the recipe for the human disaster. And again, some of you grew up fine. I'm not picking on everybody on this one. Some of you grew up with like, look, man, I don't have to, you know, I don't have to protect myself. I don't, I don't have to, I don't have to worry. I'm not going to be a part of the human disaster. But at the end of the day, you do have a human heart, right? And the human heart's got all kinds of stuff. It becomes a recipe for the human disaster, played out in greed, lust, ego, and fear, primarily, primarily. As we try to be God, as we try to control, as we try to lock down every circumstance, greed, lust, ego, fear. Divine grace revives our identity in love. So where greed, lust, ego, and fear will do the absolute opposite, divine grace is going to revive the identity of love. In other words, it's, it's, and you've heard me say this before, we have to learn to love, give and receive. Well, when we operate in a place of being God, wanting all control, human disaster, greed, lust, ego, we, we need so badly to unplug from ego and fear in order to really start massaging who we are at the core, our core identity, love. That helps us walk away from desperately trying to make something of ourselves as we work for love. Because again, being God, we're trying to work for everything. Wanting the control, we're going to work for love. We're going to perform for love. We're going to do things to be liked, to be loved. We're going to make our TikTok so effing great that everybody likes no matter what. Our Instagrams are going to look perfect. Our Facebooks are going to, you know, look at the graduation and, the, and, the, and look at the vacation photos and look at the new cars and the stuff I'm wearing and the people I'm with and the things I'm doing and the places I'm traveling. We are going to control, control, control. Be God, be God, be God, be God. But grace is what takes the exhaustion off the table. Grace is what brings back the sanctity of who you are at the core. Love. Takes the burden off. Takes the burden off. Gives you a chance to have peace. Because we're shooting for peace. We're shooting for peace. Grace requires no work, no motivating, no motivating force, or manipulating tenant. It simply wants to smother you in its endless, boundless tenderness. Divine, God, source, love, the energy of the universe. How, JR, do you find that? Well, it's in you. <laughs> you don't find it. It's not waiting behind a tree. It's not in some synagogue or church or mosque. It's not in the center of Jerusalem. It's in you. It's in you. And whether you're in the center of Jerusalem or in the middle of the most holy place in the planet, it will always be in you. It is not to the ceiling as you point upward. It is in you. Grace is in you. You have an instinctive quality to turn into love. You have an inherent capacity to love. It is in you, DNA, as deep as your flesh, as broad as your thoughts, and as wide as your creativity. 
Love is in you. Grace surfaces when you decide to let go of the ego and the fear and all the stuff chasing your ass down the street. And if you need help with what's chasing you down the street, just go look in the mirror and just be very honest with yourself. Because, again, you're aware of what's going on. Grace becomes the welcomed rest stop in the spiritual straining for peace. Grace becomes the welcome rest stop in the spiritual straining for peace. So again, there, there's, this, there's this chase we have. You know, I was having a conversation with somebody a couple weeks ago. There's a real chase that we have for love. And gosh, we'll do it in all kinds of ways, as, we've been just, as I've been just talking about. And grace becomes this real restful place where we don't necessarily have to just constantly be digging in the dirt for the peace and the rest and the vitality and the fullness of life. Because once we really start acknowledging this grace in us, this ability to be undefended, this ability to know that we are all in unitive consciousness, in unitive flow with one another, you are me, I am you, the tree is us, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> once we start to get there, we our shoulders drop, our jaws unclench, I, our eyebrows unfurl, and we start to love deeply who we are, but, but we also start to love everybody around us. And we see God in other people. We see God in, in, in the world around us, the divine. We see this energy of love that pulsates way bigger than our ego and our fear could ever, because ego will never create. Love is the only thing that will dominate and create. Think about it. Think about it as I smash my chair. Think about it. Ego does not create. Grace affords a clarity for who God is. So when you're wrestling with that stuff coming off of being exhausted, coming off of codependency, addictions, coming off of anger, coming off of contempt, coming off a of deconstruction from, oh, I don't know, the Christian church, and you decide to listen quite deeply inside yourself for grace, right? A tenderness, a love. Not, not, hey, we excuse you for your absence, but we acknowledge who you are and love you anyway. You start to really afford yourself a clarity on who God is, what God is, and why you are not God, or at the, le or at the very least, have to be God. I really struggled for a long time in this concept. Really wanted to be something I was not. Really wanted you to think that I was that person I was not. That thing that I really wanted to be. And it wasn't until I clearly decided that the challenges I had in ego and fear were no match for love that I really started to understand that I just I didn't have to be God I, I could be undefended I could literally have nothing to prove nothing to lose and be very comfortable in my own skin because there is grace afforded me through love 
beyond, beyond some of the human muckety-muck that comes with the human existence. All right, three things. Three things to take the burden off of being God for all my good want-to-be-God people out there. Number one, vulnerability and honesty. Who knows you? Come on now, who knows you? Who knows the difference between true self and persona in you? Who knows what kind of persona you try to project? That's a great one right there. Does your spouse or best friend know that false self persona that you're trying to kick out there so you can manage everybody's business? Like me wanting to be drunk, funny guy for a long time in my life. Who knew that at the time? Well, everybody knew I was a drunk. <laughs> That's pretty obvious. But did anybody know at the time that my mechanisms for controlling you were me being funny and also drinking or trying to be the smartest guy in the room? Who knows you? Who knows the difference in those values, persona and true self? Who are you giving those to? Who are you working that through with? Vulnerably and honesty. Vulnerable and honesty. Number two, community. How are you hooked into, into love? In other words, how are you hooked into the act of receiving love? Not giving, because that's mostly where everybody goes. Everybody, go out and help people. Go out and start something to help people. Help people, help people. How are you receiving love? Quickest way for you to clip your wings. Quickest way for you to step down off the throne. Quickest way for you to stop screwing with yourself is to receive love. Put yourself in a position in community to receive love. What does that mean? Well, practically, it means that you have some kind of conversation going with a group of people that you know sound like you. Now, I'm not saying look like you. Everybody calm down. I'm saying sound like you. Like, what's going on inside of you? What's that challenge? You know, what's that challenge? If you drink too much and you don't want to drink anymore, there's a wonderful place called Alcoholics Anonymous. You will receive love. <laughs> right? If you want to be a Christian, you got a desire to know Christ. There's a church on almost every corner. Right? If you were raised Jewish and you want to connect back into the Jewish community, into the synagogue, or just back into the Jewish community at large, it's out there. It's out there. There it is, right over there. But I'm looking for you to receive love. And receiving love means you stay open. Don't build. Don't build. Stay open. Just crack your door open. Community. Community. Number three, don't leave yourself in lieu of feeding the ego or the structures of fear. Don't leave yourself. Don't miss this opportunity to be fully alive who you are. Undefended, nothing to prove, nothing to lose. You will lose yourself. You will literally go, where the hell did I go? If you keep at ego and fear structures. If you keep, you know, the value on being number one, the value on being at the top, the value at, you know, we're first. The value at anything structurally, anything, uh, you know, processy that, that you put yourself over other people is gonna screw you to the God wall. 
But don't, and it's going to leave yourself. You're going to forget who the hell you are. You're going to wake up in 20 years and go, damn, I used to blah, 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 blah. Why the hell don't I do that anymore? I've had so many of those experiences. Because I left myself and my ego and my fear. Allowing myself grace means I have returned to me. Returned to John Mann. Returned to the person that I am. And I always have been. Hardest, hardest thing was, is, that last, is that last little bit. Making sure that you are checking in. Good people, I thank you very much for uh, uh, hanging in my passion. I'm jrjrman.com, J-R-M-A-H-O-N.com. Uh, if you need a spiritual director, I'm your guy. I love you. Uh, tabletop, tabletop dot, tabletopministries.online uh, is the nonprofit that I run as well. We provide spiritual direction uh, for anybody. You need spiritual direction? Come get it through tabletop, tabletop online, tabletopministries.online. Uh, if you're looking for uh, to support a uh, 501c3, uh, fully legal and operating very wonderfully with a board of directors that would be more than happy to uh, say hello, uh, we would love your support. Uh, we have table toppers uh, all over the world, and we're very, very, very blessed um, to do the work we do. I love you guys. Uh, again, thanks a lot for being with The Passion. I'll talk to you next week. Music.